Welcome to the Hard Fat Truth. This is a podcast about weight loss and building a community around weight loss. Whether you want to lose weight or whether you've already lost weight and want to help others, we're going to take this journey together and this project together. I'm the host of the show, Chris Bell. Let's get the show started. Welcome to the next episode of Hard Fat Truth. Today, we're going to talk about outrunning the fork. Or the fact that you really can't outrun the fork. We talk about dieting. We talk about health. We talk about lifestyles. We talk about a bundle of different things in this podcast. And sometimes it feels a bit repetitive. But life is a bit repetitive. And that's how we build good habits. You can go back to previous podcasts about building habits. Or breaking habits. But it's important to understand a couple of things. I'm a little late in the podcast. You're going to hear a little bit of horsiness in my uh, voice. Um, Definitely a day late here putting this out. And the reason for that is I spent Thursday and Friday at the Emerge. Uh, And for my American friends, they call it ER. I've been asked if only in Canada we call it Emerge. We call it ER, we call it Emerge. Uh, I don't know. What can I tell you? We're Canadian. We do some things different. We sell milk in a bag as opposed to a jug. Anyways, enough of that tangent. I want to talk about something because of being sick and having inflammation in my chest and being put on medications and not being able to work out and then basically pulling some muscles in my back that have put me on a narcotic for pain. And the narcotic is actually only bringing the pain down a little bit, not completely getting rid of it. I have come to the realization that I am not going to be able to work on my calories out for a little while. I have already missed quite a few workouts over the last week or so. And that kind of bugs me on a mental state because it is definitely a mental help for me. It helps me have an out. It helps my brain settle a little bit. And it helps me know that I'm working on my calories out. So I've had a conversation with uh, Steph, who has been on my podcast and is a good friend of mine. And she reminded me very quickly yesterday morning that you can't outrun the fork. So yes, I can't work out right now. Yes, my calories out are going to come from just day-to-day life right now. And yes, I'm sitting still much, much more than I normally would. Um, For people who know me close and listen to this, you'll realize I don't do a good job of sitting still. I can't sit in one spot for very long. I can't uh, lock myself down to doing nothing. I, I, I just can't. I can't sit around. It's not who I am. It drives me a bit insane. My brain has to be doing something. One of the best things when we talk about the hiking trip I went on this summer and people said, oh, you know, that's nice. You got to relax your brain. You got to relax in the backcountry. I absolutely cannot get the hiking and backpacking off my mind. And I think the reason for that was it did allow my brain time to settle down and do some nothingness which is unusual for me, but that came because I spent eight hours of the day hiking. It's a lot like my cycling. And if I spend three hours on a bicycle in the summer riding a hundred kilometers, my brain finally starts to shut off and I start to stress less about the rest of the world. So these are things that I require in my life to keep me mentally balanced and not having them right now is a bit of a struggle. And that's okay because life is about struggles. And learning how to get through those struggles. 
But the key that came to me on that whole discussion from Steph was that no matter how many calories I can work out to keep myself fit and healthy, she's absolutely right. You cannot outrun the fork. And it was simple as her stating that to me in one line. That makes me want to dive a little deeper into that. What does that mean? If you already have an unhealthy lifestyle, if you're already eating like shit, if you're posting pictures on Facebook that I've seen lately or Instagram or other social media of a Tim Hortons hot chocolate covered in whipped cream and covered in candy cane, and you're that same individual who's posting what tasty goodness that is, but then also shows up in my group or shows up in a personal conversation complaining to me that you're struggling with weight loss and you do everything right, I'm going to say you're full of shit because I just saw what you posted. And this isn't anyone in particular. This is this is just happens to be fairly generic. And I, and I see a lot of it. And I see a lot of it take place. And we've talked about it in the past. And if you're going to drink your calories and you're going to drink 500 calories... Man, that's a lot of working out to do. So my point of this, though, for me is really, I'm not going to be able to work out. But I can control what I put on the end of my fork. I can control the food I'm eating throughout the day. I can control my amount of calories I'm intaking. Now, I haven't recorded my calories in lately because I've sort of embraced the boar and ate some of the same things and had a very protein-based diet. But I also need to realize right now, right now, that I need to dial back my calories just a little bit because I am not doing the working out I was. I am not putting out that kind of energy and that I need to just tone it back a little bit. I can't be as free and liberal with my food intake right now. It still means I need to take most of my food from 80% healthy choices and that I can still enjoy some of the 20% not so good choices. I just have to be very mindful. What does that look like? That looks like, yeah, I had Doritos the other night, but a handful of Doritos came out and went into a container and I slowed down and I enjoyed them. This is also something I'm actually terrible at. So portion control is great. But how many of you actually slow down and taste the food you eat? I mean, I think for the most part, we talk about tasting it briefly. And we make that sort of correlation in our brain, in our head. And you get that slight enjoyment out of it. And that's really, you know, that kind of goes off the last two podcasts as we discovered. And we talked about the book, Salt, Sugar, Fat. Really, I wanted this episode to be episode three on salt, sugar, and fat. But with being sick this week and being in the hospital... I wasn't able to do much reading on that and provide you with much more information as a listener. And I need more detailed information. I need to make some notes and move forward. But it still made me think about it. And it still made me think about not outrunning the fork. And it made me realize that I should slow down and actually try to enjoy this food. So I did that last night. I actually slowed down and enjoyed my food. I slowed down and put a chip in my mouth and instead of two chomps and it being in my belly, I slowed down and I tried to enjoy that. So that's something you should try. We often live in this fast paced world where it's go, 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 go on to the next thing. Got to take the kid to dance class. 
have to take the other kid to drum lessons, got to get the other kid out to horseback riding. Somewhere in between that, we're going to get to swim lessons and we're going to do some swimming and I got to get a workout in and I still need to study for my course, plus my full-time job, plus a podcast, plus social media. You can see how I get caught up in a billion things that we do and I'm okay with that because I need it. I need my brain to do that. But it's really easy to start taking these convenience foods and then putting them in our mouth and not really understanding the amount of calories you're driving into yourself. You eat mindlessly. You eat because you're on the run. You eat because you know that you're kind of hungry and it's time to eat something. And then the next thing you know is you put 1,400 calories into yourself in one meal that you can outrun. So I can't get on a treadmill and run for four hours just because I chose to eat like complete crap. Your body doesn't balance itself that way. If you're going to put crap in yourself, you can't just go run it all off on a treadmill. Now, does that mean that you can counteract some of it? Absolutely. Of course you can counteract some of it. Does it mean that a lot of the people that I do work out with that live in a very active lifestyle enjoy some beers and stuff on a weekend? Yes, they do. You have to choose where you are in your life and your balance. Some people I know are fairly fit and in great shape, and they would survive pretty well in a zombie apocalypse being able to run away. Other people I know are complete beasts. They're absolutely amazing. They, they have a physique and a body that is 10 times more than what mine will ever be. But remember, my goal on here isn't about being some ripped person. Um, you know, unfortunately, the puffers I just got put on actually have steroids. So there goes my hope of competing in the CrossFit Games in the near future. Yeah, that silence is waiting for you to laugh because I'm not going to compete in the CrossFit Games. Um, so I'm not too worried about that. But But there are people that are that state and they're in that place and they have that kind of a physique. That's not my goal. My goal is to be fit in fairly decent shape and healthy to live an active, adventurous lifestyle. So that's where I'm at. And that's what I want to be. Uh, am I struggling mentally right now knowing I'm not working out? Of course I am. I'm looking down at my pants right now going, they don't fit. This isn't right. I feel like I'm gaining weight already. All the mental things that come into play with my brain and with some other people's brains that we know and possibly your own is that you're going to struggle and it isn't working and it's easy to go down a downward spiral. But I want to focus on the positive side of it, that when I got sick, I was already in pretty good shape. I'm pretty healthy. I don't often end up at the doctor for anything other than a physical. I don't often end up at the hospital to the point where when I did go the other day, my health card was expired by well over a year. So that says something. Um, but I know that I will recover from being sick. And I will recover from this injury much better because I am in decent physical and mental health. So taking care of yourself is important. When things do go wrong or things do go sideways, you could be laid up for months or you can be laid up for weeks. You have a choice how to combat that. Am I in severe pain? Absolutely. My wife can attest right now or even my kids seeing me, that I'm in a pretty decent amount of pain. As long as I sit very still, I'm okay. The fact that I'm on a prescribed narcotic, and when I move, I wince and I'm in pain, or when I cough, I completely go into orbit and tears, says the amount of pain I'm into with my back. I've tore something, I've damaged something, 
I've injured something. I don't know exactly what it is. It's all soft tissue, but we'll get there. You know, my instant reaction, I should put my street parking membership on hold because I'm not going to be able to do anything. I should go eat cookies in a corner because this is all at a loss. No, absolutely not. If you want to think like that, think like that. I am not going to choose to think like that. I could. I very easily could. But what you can do is watch what you're putting on your fork. Don't complain about not being able to work out. Don't complain about being busy. I don't want to hear that bullshit because I was able to squeak in all my workouts all the time with street parking. A lot of them are 8 minutes, 12 minutes, 18 minutes long. They're not very long. So am I telling you that's what you should do? No. But we talk about being 1% better and you can do something. You can do something other than jam your fork into a 400 calorie carbohydrate processed meal and put it in your yap and then complain that you can't be fit and you don't have time for it. And you just don't understand, Chris, I can't do this. And my body's not made like yours. And stop handing yourself the bullshit. I'm tired of it. And I have the ability to do that myself too. So you need to stop, put the fork down, make some good choices. You know, another conversation that came up in the group recently um, was an individual pointing out, and, and actually a couple individuals got into this conversation. It's the holiday season. I had the conversation with several people verbally, as well as some discussion in the group about holiday seasons and comfort foods and, and things that bring us back to our memories. And that's great. And that's going to happen right now at this time of year. But again, Steph jumped in and made a really great point to an individual in there that when you're at a party like that, go ahead and enjoy the stuff. But there's usually tons of vegetables and other great food at these parties too that are healthy choices. And then if you work your way around the table eating all of that first, filling yourself up on the good healthy vegetables, you're going to not have enough room in your stomach anymore because you're filled with fibrous vegetable material to go and eat 15 cupcakes or eight cupcakes. I'm not saying don't enjoy the cupcake, but if you fill yourself full of the good healthy food first and then put off the treat food towards the end and control the quantity that you're putting in, it's going to be more likely you're going to be successful through holiday parties. So that's a great thought. And it's, you know, not something I really thought of. I go in and I just try to avoid, avoid, avoid. And unfortunately, we had a Christmas party last weekend, and I can't say that I avoided. I ate two brownies and a cookie. Um, although I did choose from healthy food for the dinner and everything leading up to it, that that's great. So I made a couple of errors, and that was part of my, oh, you know, I'm kind of sick and not feeling well, and, and poor me. It wasn't until later that my sickness turned out to be a little bit more than what I thought it was, and that pulling a muscle turned to be a little bit more, and I was going to take more time off. So... With that said, there's the other side of it. Even if I don't work out right now and I get through the holiday season and I gain four or five pounds, I know I have the ability, the tools, the strength, and the mindset to deal with that after. So that's my worst case scenario. We often build this image up of what our worst case scenario is. And our worst case scenario is immediately I can't work out. My pants are going to be too small. I'm going to have to let my belt out three loop sizes And I'm just going to fail. And if I'm going to fail, I may as well keep failing. Our mindset can really play havoc on us really quickly. So 
I challenge you to deal with that fear. Put that fear aside. Put the mindset aside. Don't lie to yourself. And instead, take on a new challenge. Take on a challenge of what it's like to go and do that. Eat healthy and make the better choice. One of the things we often talked about people back when I was teaching Learn to Run is you can eat a chocolate bar or you can go run five kilometers. At my size, that was about kind of the same calories. If I ate a chocolate bar, I'd have to go and run five kilometers. At that point, I'm net zero. Well, I'll tell you, thinking about that again reminds me that it's a lot easier to skip the chocolate bar than it is to actually go physically run the five kilometers. So mentally, mentally eating the chocolate bar is easy. Mentally avoiding it is difficult. But physically, physically eating the chocolate bar is simple and running it off after is freaking difficult. So it's a lot easier physically to skip that chocolate bar than it is to try and make up the calories afterwards. That's what we mean by outrunning the fork. So I'm going to tangent off a little bit again. And the fact that this realization that I had in my sickness that I'm having right now or, or illness and the ability to be healthy and get through it and know that I'm going to come out the other side very well comes a lot from sitting next to a gentleman while I was in the eMERGE waiting to see a doctor. Uh, I had already been put on Ventolin and oxygen and was breathing a little bit better when a gentleman sat down beside me and, uh, you know, I cycle a lot. So to me, my asset is my quads and my calves. Um, I think, I think I got good legs. That's all there is to it. Let's be honest. I've had it pointed out to me several times and I believe that I have very well defined legs. And to me, they're the good looking part of my body. It's an asset. So I'm going to own that now. I'm going to own that and say that I'm proud of that. I've worked hard for that. But the gentleman sitting next to me, his ankles were about the size of my quadriceps. And his shoes were completely undone because his feet wouldn't fit in them. And he started talking to me about the fluid on his body and the fluid he was retaining and how he's had fluid around his heart and how he's had his heart actually stop while they rolled him onto his side for a test. And I thought, wow, well, this guy's got some struggles. And then he started, you know, and I just let him talk for the most part. And he talked to me about how his dad died at the young age and how his grandfather died at the young age and how his brothers passed on at the young age. And, you know, he's got a son and a grandson. And I'm looking at this gentleman and I'm thinking he's probably in his 60s, early 60s. Um, and he gets talking to me and that that's when he, he tells me how old he is. And I realized this gentleman is just shy of nine years older than me. just shy of nine years older than me. I'm going to tell you, that hit me like a brick wall. He talked for the next five minutes, and I'm not sure what he said. I probably heard Charlie Brown's teacher. I heard complete silence. Nothing made sense in the hospital. I couldn't stop looking at him going, that could be me. Had I not made healthy choices... And changed my life around and started controlling the fork, I could totally be this guy sitting next to me. Because some of his health issues reminded me of health issues my dad was having. It reminded me of health issues that my uncle had. 
And I looked at this guy from head to toe. And I really wanted to say, hey, man, can I help you? Can I help you lose some weight? Can I help you get in a better, healthier lifestyle? Like, I just, I wanted to do something about it. But the world has taught me that I'm willing to help people who are willing to help themselves. And that investing a ton of time and energy into people who are not going to change is not value-added for me. I'm way too busy. So I hope you gain something from these podcasts. I hope you gain from them mentally. I hope that it makes you get off your butt and do something for your personal physical health so that you have a longer, happier, healthy life with your family, your kids, your loved ones around you. Because watching what this gentleman was going through beside me, the amount of pills he said he had to take every single day was insane. I think he was on 12 different medications. And, you know, it just, he lived in a rural community outside of the town I live in and had to borrow a vehicle to come into the hospital and constantly borrowing vehicles to get to doctor's appointments. And just, it was sad. It was a sad state. He was happy, don't get me wrong. A very happy individual. But I felt very sad for him. And then it was very difficult to make sure that I looked at him and engaged him, but didn't show him how sad I felt. And part of this makes me leave there feel like a terrible human because I could do something to help that person. But people have to want to do something themselves. And that's part of this podcast. You could be listening to it and not want to do a thing. I can't help you. This is just information. This is social capital that we generate inside the Facebook group when people interact with each other. And I see interaction pick up and I get excited because I see people helping each other. And then I see interaction fall off. And I realize that, you know, sometimes we're busy and we're selfish and we don't have time to help others. And that gets difficult. But the whole point is you and only you are responsible for yourself. Do something about it. Do something about what's on the end of your fork. Listen to this podcast. Listen to other podcasts. Take information and do something with it. This is just information and how you process it and what you choose to do with it is what defines you in the future. If you're just listening to this and some of the things I say piss you off, good. I hope some things do piss you off. I hope they piss you off enough so that you do something about it. If you listen to some of these things and think, wow, this dude's a quack, so be it. I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely all right if this hits home with you and if it doesn't hit home with you. One podcast from me may resonate with you. One podcast from me might not resonate with you. It might lead you to other people who line up with more of your values and where you're at. And that's okay too. You can't outrun the podcast. You can't outrun the fork. You can't outrun that time is passing your life by and that you're either choosing to do something about it or you're choosing to eat junk food and watch Netflix and not be healthy. And, uh, you know, the outcome for you is probably more like the individual sitting next to me at the hospital. And, you know, I wish you the best because if you're 52 and a half years old, and you're in that situation where you physically can hardly walk into the hospital, 
that's tough. But it sure made me appreciate what I've done for myself while I was sitting there about ready to feel sorry for myself and about ready to feel sorry for the fact that I can't work out. So that's it. My goal over the next couple of weeks, especially with Christmas and the holidays, is to watch what I put in myself for food. Uh, You know, people create New Year's resolutions. I talked a bit about that in my Facebook group. And I'm going to go on to that right now. If you're waiting for January 1st to give yourself permission to start doing something, you're already failing. So start doing something now. Waiting for a day to start something, that's not where success comes. Success comes from doing something right now, something today. Whether that's choosing to embrace the bore in your food, whether that's choosing to go for a walk, whether that's choosing to do five squats and five push-ups, I don't know. Do it now. Don't wait for January 1st because you're going to wait for January 1st. You're going to give yourself permission to start something and then you're already on track to blowing that habit up. So don't do that. Start now. What's it going to do? It's not going to hurt you to start today. And nobody says you have to go work out for 45 minutes. Nobody says you need to fast for 16 hours like I do immediately. You can start with small stuff. You can start with calorie restriction. You can start with changing a little bit of your diet. You can start with going for a 10-minute walk. It doesn't have to be huge. It just has to be something that starts building habits in your mindset now and stop making excuses. You know, one of the biggest things I've seen in the last couple of weeks in street parking is that and, and as triathletes, we used to sort of take winters off and you kind of downside a little bit and then you slowly start to build base and then you work and then summer comes and you really start working hard and then you really start peeling your weight off and get down to a, what people would call a race weight. One of the big things I've seen in street parking in the last little while is not about allowing that to happen in the winter. It's that Your performance for 2019 and your physical fitness for 2019 is made right now in the off season. How much you challenge yourself and how much you're willing to do right now at the hardest time of year during holidays, during family time, during times of um, multiple food being around, during times of plentiful food being around, and during times of less daylight. This is the season where you make or break yourself. So for those people who excel at this time, which is not something I've typically done in the past, those people will be extremely successful into 2019. So that's what I have. You can't outrun the fork. You can't outwork out the calories if you overeat them. And you need to control what you're putting in. This is a tough time of year, guys and girls, women. Men, daylight is at its smallest. Sunshine is not around. It is a difficult time of year for me. And do something about it. Go and make some changes. Go and be 1% better. Go and skip all the junk food at the table and eat the vegetables first. That's all I'm saying. Um, I've promised you guys a bunch of interviews in the past and promised the interviews that are going to come up. And I've had some difficult time lining up with individuals who I plan on bringing on. That does not mean it's not going to happen. It is going to happen. 
but I apologize for those things not taking place. I also apologize for the podcast coming out a day late. Uh, if you can tell on my voice, I'm still struggling a little bit <clears throat> and I'm struggling as I get to the end here. I appreciate everyone of you that tunes in and listens. I appreciate you and hope you have a safe and happy holidays. And I hope that you take the opportunity to share this podcast with others. Um, there might be specific episodes you think, go back and look at, that might pertain to certain people. And there might be specific episodes that resonate with you. So take a listen. Uh, you know, the interesting part um, is we've grown a little bit in listeners in the last couple of weeks. We've actually had a little bit of an upswing. And I think that this is something to do with Anchor, not necessarily to do with myself. But it's neat to see the growth. And I'm starting to have people reach out to me to talk to me about the podcast um, that are also podcasters. So I'm hoping that that opens up the door to more social capital for all of you listeners that I have on here right now. And that the intention to bring on some of these people in the near future is also there. With that said, I've personally, I'm excited. I have made a connection with an individual and I am buying a H4N Zoom recorder that is going to allow me to record from phone to phone and make remote guests easier to have on this podcast so that I'll be able to have conversations with them um, remotely through telephones and record it all and make it easier so that it, instead of trying to line up physically, we'll be able to just line up on the phone, have a conversation, be able to record that conversation and create more information and more capital for all of you listeners as well. So I appreciate every one of you turning in and listening, and I hope all of you have a great happy holidays, and we'll see you next week.